We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to you and good morning to me. My name is Bart and that is Toby. Toby Altizer. Bart Winkler. Together. For one day only again. Toby's going on vacay. Hey, did you buy any of the City Connect stuff? I know that you like buying... Hats and- I don't know how I feel about it. I saw it at the stadium the other day, and I was... At some point, I'll probably buy something with that grill logo, because I like the grill logo, but I don't like... I don't like the hat. I like the color. Yeah, I did a little late-night shopping the other night, so... Did you buy some? Yeah. Do you like it? I don't... See, I... I don't know that I like it. I will say, the one positive... Finally, they got the hint. Sell some jerseys other than Christian Yelich. Sell Willie Adamas. Sell Corbin Burns. Anyone else but Christian Yelich. Well, I sent my dad a shirt um, where it's like a couple stripes over the middle and the grill baseball thing. Yeah, that's the best logo they have of that. So I sent him that. And then I sent him uh, No, I sent him that. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy him some, I want to buy me some. So I did buy the hat, but that that logo, the four one four MKE, I bought that on a shirt. Now I don't know if I like it, but I don't think I like it. I like the color. I wish that they had a different hat because I would have bought the hat. Dude, the Brewers are tweeting too much. I don't even know like who I'm talking to when I'm talking about this. Tim Shea. <laughs> he probably knows who the Brewers social media person. Well, I is. know who it is. I like him. But they, like, respond to everyone. What's wrong with that? Man, you're a baseball team. That's how you grow your fan base. Interact with fans. Uh, The Brewers tweeted, for your meme needs. And it was Rowdy Telez. Yeah, that was good. With the Infinity Gauntlet. That was good. Closing his fist. And then someone retweeted it at MLB The Show. I want this in the game. And then the Brewers retweeted and said, we didn't know we did too until this moment. Zero likes. 
I mean, <laughs> zero likes. That's like all of my tweets. Yeah. You know, I eclipsed 1,000 followers over the weekend or a Friday just to go back under the 1,000 follower mark. Why? Who'd you lose? Weekend. I have no idea. I don't tweet anything controversial. I'll tell you what I did this weekend. I I was following 5,000 accounts. I unfollowed at least 1,000 accounts. I'm only following like 800. I don't know how you follow so many people. So, well, I figured it out. So I went where you could. This is, how, this is what I spent my Saturday morning doing. I got out with my son, and I just let him play on his tablet while I was doing this. Nice. I don't care. And I went from the beginning, and I unfollowed accounts that you know aren't in use anymore or whatever. I followed a lot of players that are no longer with our franchises. Because I'm always like, well, I need to follow Josh Sitton. What if he says something? I need to follow Jair Alexander. What If, if he says something, everyone's going to retweet it. So I unfollowed all the athletes. And then I was able to see, because if you're a listener to the show and like you interact and you listen to the show, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to follow you back. You're a listener to the show. Well, there were some listeners of the show that follow me and then quietly unfollow me. So I said, I'm going to quietly unfollow you too, you dirty dog. So that's what I spent my Saturday morning doing. Should I unfollow Devontae Adams? Yes, I did. All right, unfollow Devontae Adams. I think the only Packer I kept following was Rodgers. Hey, your boy. Yeah, because we're boys. But if if Kenny Clark says something, I'm going to see it. Some of these people in my business, some of these people doing what we do, they have alerts on for, like, all the Packers. Ugh, no. Like Ryan Wood's phone lights up every time that one of the Packers tweet. Gross. Because well, if it's something, it's got to be news. But now these athletes know what they're doing. So they'll take their... They'll unfollow their team, and they'll take something out of their bio, and we're just all being played. So I, I don't know. I want to know who notices that stuff. Oh, there's people. Your boy Ari Mendov. My sports update. Those guys. Everybody. Mike the Painter's probably a big creep. What's up, Buzz? Good morning there, Bart. You probably follow all the Packers. No. I. You probably follow their the wives and their girlfriends. No. Their kids. Did you, un- did you unfollow me? No. Oh, I feel special now. I thought you would at least unfollow me. Uh, I mean, I should, but I didn't. <laughs> You're awesome. What's up? You know, I, I just wanted to start off with that Giannis movie, Rise. Oh, did you watch day. it? I did, and I was really pleased with it. It was really done nice, and their story is just, it, it 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 is a choker, you know. I really choked up with that story, you know, and I, I was I was I was really enjoying it. I was captivated. I I watched every minute of it. Well, I'm glad you brought. I really am glad you brought this up because I didn't watch it. It came out what Friday? Uh, yes, on Disney Plus. Was it two hours? Yeah, just yeah, right around there. Is there it's anything good. you learn? Well. Not really. Well, besides the, you know, the tough that, uh, stuff that they had to go through as a family, and you know, and how close he was to not playing basketball, and you know, maybe going overseas. There's, you know, a little bit of that in there, but no, it's you know, you learned how the struggles, you know, people 
leaving Africa and the the stuff that they go through there to get to get a life and you know to have stuff it's just it's 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 a struggle and you could just tell how tough it was and what made Giannis you know Giannis and the the values his father installed and his mother installed and yeah I'm really no. excited there's a movie about Giannis and I just don't know that I don't know when I'm gonna watch it. I feel like I should. I probably should probably watch it, huh? Yeah, you should. I, I figured you would have watched it this weekend. No, I, I don't. I did watch Disney Plus this weekend. I watched Eternals. Oh yeah, I actually I was watching uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, and I watched Doctor Strange. I I seen that one during the week when you had the day after you told me that it was on. Yeah, I liked Eternals, but there's too much going on in Marvel. Now there's multiverses and gods and yeah, celestials. There's, there's too much. You can't have all that in one thing. No. All right, but, so um, Rise, you recommend it. Yes, it is very good. Very good movie, and the act is really good. Top notch, two thumbs up. Yeah. But, um, I did watch my whole uh, Brewers game, first one of the season. First pitch on to the last pitch, the Corbin Burns game. Like you did not, you have not watched a full Brewer game all year. I haven't. This was the first one. Are you you calling to talk about him every day? Well, I was calling and talking about how disappointed I was with him, and I actually, you know, I didn't put take the time out to watch him. But I actually took the time out and watched. I wanted to see how well we did against, you know, top-notch team in the AL, and we did good. Well, you watched a good one. Yeah, you watched a good one. Burns pitched the heck of a game, and then the bullpen came in and did their thing, and yeah. I actually was working yesterday, so I didn't get to watch that Mm. game. So, Well, maybe next week. Yeah. But, yeah, got to watch Rise. Recommend it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. All right. For taking my call. Yeah. Have a great see ya. day. Have a great day, Toby. See you, Mike. All right. Mike's movie minute. Rise. Watch it. I I don't know when I'm gonna watch it, honestly. I have a hard time with documentaries. I have a hard time watching something where I know what happens. You know what I mean? I gotta I know about Giannis's life. Yeah, but you do you do, you know, some of the details, but you get to see it kind of put on film. No, I know. I, you know, people are always like, "Hey, have you seen this E60 or 30 for 30?" I'm like, "No." Well, you watched the Last Dance, dude. There was nothing to watch. And then we had to, like, we, like, I should watch Rise for my job to talk about the Giannis movie because Giannis. We had to watch the Last Dance. That was sports. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That's all that was going on. That was it. And they realized it, too, because they pushed it out earlier than it was supposed to come out. Yeah. They capitalized on that perfectly. Now, the other thing, I mean, we watched Horse. Remember when we watched Horse? Remember when Chris Paul played Horse at his house? Against Allie Quigley and Zach Levine? That was brutal. Yeah, it was terrible. Big Dave. What's up, Dave? Hey, morning, fellas. How are we doing today? Good. What's up? Oh, right, well, and... Similar to the last dance, agreed that it was uh, the only thing on, but we know how that story plays out. I mean, that was our entire childhood. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the, I haven't seen the documentary with not Giannis yet, but uh, um, 
I think we're all pretty intrigued with his uh, life and kind of where he's come from a little bit as, as far as Milwaukee sports fans, but I, I don't think uh, I'm running out to uh, see it. Um, I'm uh, excited to hear. What if tomorrow, I, there's no Brewer game tonight, so what if tomorrow at like 8 o'clock I just watched it and played it on the air? Oh, why not? Yeah, I, I don't know. Roll the dice, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just play a movie. Uh, it's your show. On the air and watch the movie want, with man. you guys. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. A, a public public screening for uh, 1250 AM. Yeah, we'll uh, do a movie on the radio work. like the old days. <laughs> why Why not, dude? That, that sounds fine by me. I'm uh, calling to say uh, congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers for winning a series for the first time in over a month. Uh, it has been, they've had three splits. Uh, three, four game splits, uh, long losing streak there, uh, and it's good to see them back to uh, winning baseball. And it was, the interesting thing is, is through all their struggles, you know, they lost, uh, you know, 12 out of 15 games uh, for a stretch there, and it was it's really hard baseball to watch. And I still look at the standings and look at their record and go, wow, did we have such a special start to the season that we're still five, six, eight games over during a lot of this stretch where it's like, wow, we're playing about as bad a baseball as any major league team can play for a stretch, yet uh, we're still uh, relevant. And now you play, you know, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and it's like, wow, we're up in the division by a game. We've been playing good baseball. Uh, Woody looks like he's coming back soon. Uh, the bats for weeks now have been consistently good uh, and at least putting up enough runs to make us a, a, a day-in and day-out uh, relevant winning streak caliber uh, team that uh, they've done it versus uh, recently versus good teams. They played a solid se- uh, series versus the Mets. Um, and then they with the Blue Jays and uh, Cardinals, these are all good teams. And we've been right there with, you know, playoff playoff teams. Um, so that's been really encouraging. And Burns has uh, proven uh, recently, not that he needed to prove anything else coming off Cy Young, that he really is our stopper. That, uh, you know, in, in New York, he got the win. And, you know, we started off the Cardinals series with a win. And without him, you see that, uh, you know, we, there's a pretty significant drop-off, understandably so, for anybody who's that good. Um, but we've been able to couple together enough victories um, that if we can get uh, Woodruff back um, and have him be uh, kind of more so the end of last year for him than the beginning of this year for him, that if we can kind of couple some consistent starting. Cause we just really haven't had that early season when Ashby and Hauser and everybody was locked down, you know, now Hauser and uh, Lauer and all those uh, types of guys are all kind of coming back to that, you know, five innings, three runs, uh, not horrible. It's not like they're losing us games, giving up seven or eight runs and in four innings, but uh, it's been awesome to see uh, the Brewers come back to uh, uh, from what was a re- really abysmal stretch and this could have been a stretch again i mean like when we went on our losing streak with the padres and phillies and other contending baseball teams this is a stretch where we easily could have faltered and to see them uh you know get up off the mat and uh come out uh, swinging and fight uh was good because that's something that i feel like has been lost you saw with rowdy with his home runs and you know getting excited i just felt like this team was flat and lacked energy. You saw, especially when we've had that Padre series, they'd come up with a big double play. And you don't need to be rah-rah and, like, you know, putting in the other team's face, but just showing some. Yeah, they, for a while series. it looked like when they were doing the bell, they were like, dinna, dinna. But now they got the infinity gauntlet out. Thanks, Dave, for the call. They did sweep the Reds uh, last weekend, but 
nobody remembers that because the Reds are terrible, and I don't know who've watched it. I'm trying to pick a fight on Twitter, too, this morning. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel, who I like, I like, I like, I like. He says, everyone who's tweeted at me about small ball this year, this inning's for you. Taylor legs out a hustle double. Peterson bunts for a hit. Davis gives the Brewers the lead with an infield hit. And then somebody responded, I'm sorry you've had to deal with that. I said, I'm sorry you've had to deal with Brewers fans wanting to see the team score more runs. There's a there's like a couple of different factions of Brewers fans that I've noticed. One is that the team is always good. Everything they do is great. And don't you ever complain for a second. And then the other is everyone else that isn't like a suck up to a team for some reason. We just want a team to score more runs. Dude, that inning was exciting. Yesterday, they go down 3-0, and then they scored three runs right away. Whoa! This offense has been terrible to watch. Just terrible. I mean, it's not fun. Dave's right. It's not fun for them. It's not fun for us. And I know there's a bunch of injuries, and it, you know we're not seeing the like picture, you know, what am I trying to say? We're not seeing the on paper best lineup for the Brewers. But these games are still, they still got to be played. Baseball doesn't care if you're hurt. You're on the IL, you come back. Baseball's like, hey, great, good job, Hunter. You're going right back on it. We don't care about you. Baseball's not going to bow down to anybody. You got to play through it. And so we see an inning where there's small ball. And I think for most of us, we're just saying, don't rely on the home run. That's all we're saying. When we say small ball, we mean don't just try to swing for the fences every time. Tyrone Taylor hits one into the gap. He legs it out for a double. Then he gets bunted over, but Jace Peterson bunted for a hit. Then Jace is taken second. And then Jonathan Davis gets on, and then he steals it. Look at you. Look at you being active. Look at you trying to force the issue. You know what this is? This is the same sort of thing as you get with some of these nerds that cover football that complain when we say, can you please just run the football? Right? You you get some of these people that look at it and say, running is such a waste and all these different things. Just throw deeps down the field and all this stuff. This is like running the football. At some point, you have to put runs across if you're the Brewers, and sometimes you're going to have to do it in ways that are not the most exciting. Sometimes you're going to have to do it in ways that may or may not result in outs because you're laying down a sacrifice bunt or all these different things that you have to do in small ball, but you're trying to ultimately score runs. And if the home run's not working, find another way to score runs. Uh, Mike the Painters tweeted me back, says, it's not called the Infinity Gauntlet, it's called the Thanos Glove. No, no, it's not. Your boy over here is Mr. Marvel, okay? Your boy over here has seen all the Marvels, except for the Netflix ones. And I didn't finish What If yet. Oh, and I haven't watched Moon Knight yet, but I will. And the biggest deal, the other Marvel superhero, you haven't watched Rise. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't watch freak. Rise. I had two hours to myself this weekend. 
to watch something on Disney Plus, I chose Eternals, which has a Rotten Tomato score of forty-seven percent. Oh, see, I would have chosen Ratatouille for like the fifteen hundredth time. Oh, right, Ratatouille. Love Ratatouille. Can't say I've seen it uh, in full ever. What? Yeah, sorry. It's my favorite Pixar movie. I haven't seen Ratatouille. Ratatouille and Up. Yeah, I haven't seen Up either. Everyone talks about how, how? sad. Everyone talks about how sad it is. I'm not gonna move, watch a movie. Well, if you, if, you don't, if you don't want to see the sad part, skip like the first five minutes. But then don't you lose the whole thing of the movie? Not really. Well, that's, I won't watch. Lion you don't King get the again. you don't you don't get the closure at the end. But you can still understand Up if you skip the first five minutes. The first five minutes, or whatever the opening song thing, that's like a whole movie in itself, and like a short film. And then the actual movie starts. But you just don't get the closure if you don't watch the first couple minutes. My son's not watching Lion King ever. You gotta watch Up. Mufasa dies. You gotta watch Lion King. Not only does he fall, but then he gets stepped on. Well, watch the animated version, not the live action one or whatever they made well, the animated one's worse and then Scar's sitting there like laughing at him just killed his brother okay, in front well, of his just, aunt and nephew just show him the Timon and Pumbaa scenes yeah I never really liked Timon and Pumbaa jeez man you don't like anything well I like Lion King you just said uh, never mind I really liked Aladdin I'm not, I don't remember Aladdin you know, one of the big reasons why Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are together is because when she hosted SNL, yes, she played Jasmine, yeah, and he was Aladdin, and they kissed, and she said she felt the chemistry. It was a magic carpet, baby. Yeah, so Aladdin being made 30 years ago is the reason why Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are all over your TV screens. Tony's in Texas. Tony, what's up? Hey, Bart, I've never watched Ratatouille either, you know, because we are adults, right? Well, I feel like, so kids, there's kids' movies that you watch when you're a kid, and then when when you have kids, and there's a middle ground where you don't watch kids' movies, and that's when Ratatouille came out for me. Yep, exactly, exactly. So I was in San Antonio this weekend for a big AAU basketball tournament, and some of the games were at the Spurs Arena, which, by the way, is a dump, but... I cannot believe that team won five titles, that that San Antonio Spurs franchise. It's just unbelievable just going in there compared to what we got going on in Milwaukee with the Deer District. So that that gives me hope that we can get some more titles in Milwaukee. And uh, the Brewers are a team that I could see, you know, maybe making a run here. But, Bart, the, the pitching's got to be healthy to have a chance. You know, and – if they got they got to play this small ball you're talking about, man. You got to play for contact, hit and run, bunting. And, and you know who was a big all boom for bus guy was Rami when he remember Rami would, would say that. Wait for the home run. It's all about the analytics. I just want. I, I, yeah, I do remember. I, I don't get that. If you're not a good three point shooting team, you stop shooting threes and working inside. Well, I think that one problem one problem that we have uh, with sports, maybe society. Is that words take on like it's like it's so when we say analytics, people that don't like analytics, they hear the word analytics and they think any time a decision is made that isn't what they would used to make because the numbers are getting involved. And that's not necessarily true. But when we say small ball, we don't mean go up there and sacrifice bunt guys all the time. We just mean like try to make runs where runs. Wouldn't be made. 
take second if it's open. Steal. You know, just cause a problem. Even even Craig Council was asked about it. They're like, hey, you played a little bit of small ball. He said, well, it was more we were being aggressive. He didn't even want to admit that they were doing the word small ball. Right. One of my favorite Brewer teams in franchise history was that 92 team, Pat Listash, all those guys. And I know it's 30 years ago, but they, they played that type of ball. Tom Treblehorn had that, you know, or was it Phil Gardner? They played that type of ball, hit and run, stealing bases, put the pressure on the defense. We don't have the L.A. Dodgers or New York Mets lineup or even the Cardinals lineup. So you got to get creative. So I'm with you. Just start just – do something outside the box and just hang in there until these pitchers get back. So that's what I'm hoping. And, hey, Bart, I'll be in town next week. I don't know if Toby and you want to go to a game. I'll probably have some tickets for that afternoon Cubs game. I think it's on Wednesday of next week. So if you all want to get out, let me know. Oh, I can meet you up there. I'm going to be probably press boxing it that day. Probably be out of town. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Well, Toby, you need to uh, wave the flag again, bud. Yeah, every time I go now, I look up there and think, man, that one time I got to do that, that was really cool. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, 1-0. Yeah, and a playoff game 1-0. I can't right. believe they didn't get your contact to try to do it again. Yeah, well, they, they're they the ones that messed up. They're the reason that yeah. the Brewers bowed out in the playoffs. Brewers well, messed if, I'm, up. if I'm Daniel Snyder, I go call you up, fly you don't, up to Washington. Don't, Dan better never call me. All right, gentlemen, have a great day. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you, Tony. All right, bye. Real quick, he brings up Dan Snyder. Did you see the story that, I forget where I saw it, it was one of our Odyssey stations had a story, might have been in Pittsburgh or whatever, that said that he had to buy parking space from the Nationals owner for something? I don't know what. And he thought it cost too much, so he was getting a tour of Nationals Park when there was no game, and he wanted to see the Learner's Suite, which is the owners of the Nationals, and he told his guy that was with him to go pour milk in the carpet underneath the learner's seat so that it would spoil and smell the carpet up when the next time the learners were in their suite. Yeah, Dan Snyder's a garbage human. Scumbag. Terrible. Uh, let's see. Mike the Tainter tweets in. Good morning, Bart. Good morning, Toby. I was surprised to find out that Rise was about Giannis. I honestly thought somebody made a documentary about me rising up a ladder and calling your show on a weekly basis. Have a great day, Bart. You too, Toby. (laughs) Bill in Iron River. Bill, what's up? Hey, Bart. Um, I thought that game yesterday, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. That was much more interesting baseball been waiting for somebody to hit a home run and strike out. I just found it old-fashioned baseball, and I liked it. And there was an old saying about lies, damn lies, and statistics. Well, we can add one more to that. Lies, damn lies, statistics, and analytics. Thanks for taking my call. See you, Bill. Uh, Always good to hear from Bill and Iron River. Small ball, this is a tweet, small ball famously and definitionally is a way to score fewer, not more runs. See, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, but they're thinking large scale. Like, I don't need you to score 10 runs. The reason that they say the analytics is because, yes, the small ball might create two runs, but guess what? It might hold you back from scoring eight. That's fine. I don't need to score eight runs if I'm the Brewers, but I do need to score two. I just don't understand why everybody 
what it's 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 just so stupid there needs to be a healthy medium well some of the things we argue about in sports are so like so stupid and it's not i don't, I don't even like argue i find myself not arguing for a concept or against a concept but arguing against the way we argue cuz i feel like you get too entrenched in the way that you feel and then it's got to be all or nothing. Like, I'm someone who has proclaimed myself to enjoy that inning yesterday where they stole a few bags and stretched and, and had a bunt for a hit. So now I love small ball. So now everything I want is small ball. I want bunts all the time. I want sack flies only. I want one run per inning. No. I want them to try to score runs. And to it, the best of their ability. And it needs to be situationally. If you're going through three, four, five in the order, and there's a guy on first, I don't need small ball. Oh, man, I just think it's you're But if you're going through the bottom of the lineup and I'm trying to turn it over and I'm trying to create something, again, you know, like you said, the reason that, you know, that tweet says, well, small ball is a way to score fewer runs. Again, are you preventing yourself from scoring the huge blow-up number of, like, 10 runs? Possibly, but you don't need 10 runs. If you score 10 runs and the other team only scores two, congratulations, it's the same as if you only scored three runs. You won. That's all that matters. And this Brewers team, chances are they're not scoring 10 runs in a game. That explosion doesn't happen for the Brewers very often. We get so excited when they score five runs. Yeah, I just want them to score runs. I don't care how they. And then they played this small ball, and then what did it do? It got Rowdy back up a second time in the second inning, and then he hit a home run. Well, and it puts pressure on the other team because they can't make mistakes. They have to make sure they field everything appropriately. They have to make sure that the pitcher is making the right pitches. If you're just putting the ball in play, then you're putting pressure on the other team. If you strike out, you put no pressure on the defense. If you're always swinging for home runs and striking out and hitting lazy fly balls, that's not putting pressure on the other team. You're playing right into their hand. Yeah, and I think with analytics, too, and the way that we look at numbers, like you might look at, all right, Jace Peterson's on first. What's the percentage chance of him stealing and being successful right here? And then you and then you stop it. What you don't do is say, well, if he steals, will that get in Barrios's head? And then, so then, you know, and well, that we don't ever, we just, everything's so compartmentalized. Well, when we look at and these here's stats. the other thing you do the analytics thing, and analytics told Tony LaRussa to walk Trey Turner in a one two count. Yeah, a one two count. It doesn't make any sense. So, no. those sort of things, like, there has to be a feel mixed in. And even everyone is criticizing LaRussa on that move, even the most analytically driven people because they understand there has to be a feel involved. And if you're looking at this Brewers team, you don't need to score eight and nine runs each game because you have a pitching staff where this team is built around in run prevention. Yes, they're not healthy right now, but assuming they're healthy, this team only needs to score three and four runs a night. And so am I willing to give up the opportunity to score ten runs to guarantee that I can at least score two, maybe three runs? I would 100% 
take that trade off almost every night. I'll trade an out to try and move a base runner. There's a guy on second base and no outs. I've got to get that guy to third. If it requires you laying down a sack bunt, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with playing small ball, moving guys around the diamond, doing whatever it has to be. Score your runs, even if it means giving up some. I'd rather see you playing aggressively than seeing you sit back and every single guy in your order swinging for the fences and hitting 240 and below. Well, we're in a day and age now where, uh, in any argument, the people that are wrong believe they're right more than ever, and they wear well, the down problem the people is that, that are there's right. There's no right and wrong on this. So you have what happens, and it happens in pretty much everything we do nowadays. You choose one side, you entrench yourself, and you go to the extreme. The one side says, no, why would you ever bunt? All I'm trying to do is hit home runs. Then the other side says, why would you ever swing for the fences? Just put the ball in play. When in reality, the correct answer is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, there is no middle, Toby. Unfortunately, that's what it seems like. The only, the only person in the middle is Malcolm, and he don't remember filming that show. <laughs> you ever hear that story? No. He doesn't remember filming Malcolm in the middle. Really? Hey, like a brain thing. Wow. He doesn't remember any of it. Pretty crazy. I hope to someday be the same way with this show. To look back and not remember one single thing about it. To forget all of the agony and pain that you people caused me. Be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brewers do not have a great offense. They're, they're not going to have a great offense. They're just not going to be able to trade for enough pieces to flip their offense into an elite offense. Not going to happen. Um, some guys can elevate their game, no question, and it can be better offensively. They can be average, maybe. I mean, you're hoping. Brian Anderson had a chance to talk with him, Valley Sports Wisconsin, about this team and where they could be headed towards. And with the trade deadline coming up about a month away, but with, with us covering a baseball team, we talk about the trade deadline. The day after opening day is when we start talking trade deadline. Well, what could this team need? What what could they want? The Athletic put out an article about they ranked the top 12 position players who could be traded and the best team fits. And the Brewers on the offensive side of things came up a lot. So I'll just kind of tell you some of the names that could be available and where the Brewers landed here. One name is Brian Reynolds of the Pirates. He's 27 years old. He's making... Six and a half million dollars this year. Same with next year. And then he's got some more arbitration years before he's a free agent in 2026. 
Slow start for him this season, but he's hitting about 259, 11 or so home runs. He's warmed up a little bit. Reynolds has been a Brewers killer, too, when he's been with the Pirates. As is uh, the case with all of this, you look at some of these guys, and, and I, I think there's a window with the Brewers. I think the window is this year and next. Now, Hader, Woodruff, and Burns are the guys I look at in this window because I think all of them are going to have to sign elsewhere. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're going to command $30 million each. Yeah, I think this is the window, like you're saying, if you want to include Hader, I think then it's the next two. I think they could still win the year after Hader is gone. Because they got Burns and Hader this next the year after. I'm sorry, Burns and Woodruff. They got Hader this year and next. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be a free agent unless they lock him up long term. Well, and I was talking about this. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. If you're looking at trying to win a World Series over the next couple years, I understand that Brewers fans are looking at Corbin Burns, Woody, Hader, and saying, let's sign those guys to an extension. But. Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns this year are both making under $7 million. I think Burns is making 6.5, Woody 6.7, something like that. Even if Burns goes on to win another Cy Young, what's his contract going to jump up to? 10.5, 12? If you sign that guy to an extension, you're going to end up paying him 20-plus, if not 30-plus. And then that handcuffs you even more. I think you almost just got to continue to pay these guys a smaller rate in arbitration, and when their time comes to let them go, you let them go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing more money at them right now. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm running the Brewers, if, I, I'm already strapped for cash. If we're already talking, so now about, I'm going to give a guy a twenty million dollar raise. Exactly. If we're already talking about saying, "Gosh, we had to make room because it was Andrew McCutcheon at the beginning of the year, and we played that clip plenty of times," then how in the world are you going to say that? Let's go ahead and sign this guy to an extension, and then that raises his price tag by about $15 million. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that you want him here long term, but I, I do think the window, because then you're only going to lock up one of those guys. There's no way that they no, pay you can't do both. Woodruff and Burns. If anything, you could maybe say we'll sign Josh Hader to a two-year deal because right now he's making about 11. A role this Chapman is the highest paid, I think, at 18. So maybe you could get... Hater to take an upgrade next year to 15 for the next two seasons or something like that. I think he'd want more. He might want more, and I I don't know that it is possible. But if you could maybe get one more year out of Hater, because you say the this year and next is the window. I think you can include the year after that as the window. But whatever the case may be, they've got to go all in in this time frame. And so long, fans have wanted that sustained success for the Brewers. Here's your sustained success, and now Brewers fans aren't happy with it. So here's why I bring this up, this window, because I saw there was a really good highlight. Uh, Joey Weimer had like his 10th outfield assist Mm -hmm. of the year. And I forget who it was, but someone said, I would say he and Ethan Small are the untouchables. Mm -hmm. And I don't know enough about them to say that they should be the untouchables. I don't have an untouchable. I think Ethan Small, to me, unless you're getting someone... Uh, spectacular that can help right away. But five out of your top ten prospects in the organization are outfielders. Three, uh, The top three in your organization are outfielders, and all three are in the top 100 of MLB prospects. I don't have a problem moving on from Weimer if it means you're keeping Freelich or Chorio's playing well down there. Does it mean moving him and Garrett Mitchell? Whatever the case may be, 
you actually are kind of set at outfield, so I don't think you can put an untouchable on any of the outfielders. Well, and the two, if and I'll go through some of these names, but if Brian Reynolds is a guy that you can acquire, he's 27, he's making less than $7 million for this year and next year, and you won't have to pay him the whole seven this year, of course. It's halfway through the season. And then he's under team control for two more years. I mean, that's that's what you're looking for, and he's already here. And he's already a big league like everyday stud player. I would love Brian Reynolds. I think that one makes a lot of sense. There's one I'm seeing here that McAlvey retweeted this morning uh, from MLB.com. Brandon Drury from the Reds. He's playing extremely well this year and can play infield and outfield. He's got another year of control. That's someone that maybe wouldn't cost a whole lot to go get. This year he's in the month of June. He was hitting 333. No, yeah, he's been playing really good. Uh, he was a nice little fantasy addition, and he's only he's teams. only making nine hundred thousand this year. And you got to think that if he goes to arbitration next year, as crazy a system as that is, he'll get a pay bump, but it's only going to probably go up to what, maybe two. Uh, I'm just on spot track here. Looks like he'd he'd be a rental. It says he's got one more year of arbitration. Twenty twenty. Well, then one of them's wrong. Who's wrong? Probably. Spot track, right? I don't know. They better not be. I use them for everything I do. <laughs> well, MLB.com maybe is wrong. Who knows? Well, MLB.com. They're never wrong either. Jeez. All right. Well, someone else can figure that out for me. Here's some other names. How about uh, Josh Bell of your beloved Nats? Do it. Would Josh Bell be a nice impact here? I feel like Josh Bell had a ceiling that he... Did he, not goes, reach. he goes on a hot stretch, and he has cooled down. So if you got him in here, he would be the Brewers' best hitter, probably. But he's not going to be anything overwhelming. And I don't want to take at-bats away from Rowdy Tellez. He's making $10 million, uh free agent next year. Yeah, Bell, I mean, he could play outfield. Is that true? He can play the corners he has. but the... Otherwise, DH him? I mean, can you imagine putting him in the outfield? That's terrible. When he was with Pittsburgh, he looked like he was going to be like the next big thing. That one year, he went on a torrid stretch in the first half and then was garbage for the rest of the year. You know what slipped my mind? You talk about the next big thing. Uh, Yerman Mercedes? Yeah. He was with the White Sox, and he won Rookie of the Month one year, uh, one month last year. He's with the Giants now. Yeah, he quit baseball for a little bit, too. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. And now he's back and he's with the Giants. All right, so other Brewers targets. Josh Bell, I mentioned. Trey Mancini is one that his name comes up a lot. That's an interesting one. With the Orioles. He can play outfield first if they need him to. Otherwise, uh, he can be a DH. He's 30 years old, hitting about 286. He is going to decline his side of the 2023 mutual option after this season and be a free agent. Orioles have not extended him, so they probably have no choice but to trade him. Other teams that are fits could include the Padres, Mariners, and Rays. you got to think of all these names that we're throwing out. If the Brewers are going to go to the World Series, they'll have to acquire one of them, right? Yeah, Sean tweets in and says, Cedric Mullins from Baltimore. If he were available, that's the guy I would love. Well, Mullins is great. I don't know that Baltimore is looking to trade him. Well, and that's the problem, because if you're trading with a team like Baltimore, they're looking for the same thing as the Brewers. Cheap, team control, and that's what you have in Cedric Mullins. What's Oh, Mull, yeah, Mullins is not getting traded, dude. Mullins is making 700000 this year. 
With three more years of arbitration? Yeah. You don't get rid of that. I don't even, I don't know. What would we have to give them? There's no way. Well, you'd have to give them at least one of the young outfield prospects, if not two of them. Maybe someone else in the minors. Yeah, but even, I mean, Cedric Mullins is, I just, I just think, you know, that's going to be tough because he's already cheap and under team control. I just think that when you look at these situations where if you can get me a guy here that's already capable of doing it at a big league level, this is the year we need the guy. And like you mentioned, there's a bunch of outfielders and we get all enamored with these guys. And then Corey Ray just got pushed through on waivers and we didn't even know about it. So we get all enamored with these guys. Oh, we never want to trade him. We never want to trade him. I want the guy. I want the impact guy. I want the guy that's good right now. And I want to win right now. Remember when we were frustrated that the Brewers traded Mauricio Dubon? I was pissed about that. Yeah, what does he become? What, what, what was the trade for? Oh, they traded him to the Giants or someone. Yeah, why was I so mad? Was it Drew Pomeranz or something? Oh, maybe. But then Pomeranz was fine. Pomeranz was good. Uh, Anthony Satander, that's another one from uh, the Orioles. No. Well, what's he making? He's probably not making a lot, but he's not that good. Three and a half. Two more years of arbitration. No. Um, let's see. Who else has got on the Brewers? Ramon Laureano with the A's. That's an interesting one because he could at least play center field and give you another option because right now, I mean, if Jonathan Davis is going to keep playing like he's been playing, then maybe you could keep him as a spot and as your second center fielder, but I don't know that you can consistently count on that. You know, we are still in June, so you got to think that he's got to keep that up the rest of the year. I wouldn't think he is, so you're going to need another center fielder. Whit Merrifield's 33. He's been somebody that has been – on these lists before, the Royals have hung on to him, and now this year he sucks. He's led the American League in hits twice in his career, stolen bases three times and doubles last year, and now at 33, he's having the worst year of his career so far. So I shouldn't say he's, like he sucks, but he's having a, a tougher go of it, making $7 million. You say 233? 232? Oh, well, he'd fit right in. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like Brewers fans would ask it. Put him in the three hole, baby. <laughs> the, the players would come up to me like, "How are you hitting so well? What's your secret? <laughs> How'd you get your batting average so high?" <laughs> yeah, Mitch Haniger. He started his career with the Brewers all those years ago, drafted by the Crew. He's thirty one with the Mariners, currently on the injured list. I don't want to pick up anybody that's currently on the injured list. Adam Frazier. You know, I, he might be past his due. And then the other name on here is uh, Nelson Cruz, another national, which the Nationals seem like they signed him in the offseason just to trade him at this point. 100%. And then watch, they end up not trading him. They better trade him for something. I don't know that I want Nelson Cruz. I think the name that I would want the most is the name was at the top of my list, Brian Reynolds. What do you think are the chances that they would trade for someone that is just a DH? Whether it's Cruz... J.D. Martinez if the Red Sox ever fell off. Because I don't think there is a chance. Because they had an opportunity to sign someone like that before, and they signed Andrew McCutcheon, someone that could still at least play some outfield. Yeah, they want versatility. And whether the versatility is outfield the DH, this has been a team that they throw you all over the diamond if they can. I mean, they, they signed Mike Moustakis one year and made him be a second baseman. 
I don't I don't see them I don't see them just signing a DH unless that's all that they can get via trade. But like a guy like Reynolds, that and that's my philosophy this year. And it's been my philosophy for a lot of these years. And it doesn't seem like they ever go for it, go for it. I don't mind trading any one of the prospects to get a guy that can make an impact now. Because you saw, I mean, this weekend was a nice weekend. It was, I think it was a fun, special weekend. You had the Brewers respond on Sunday. You had Corbin Burns pitch well and give you that on Saturday. I, I might just be, like, overthinking it too much with yesterday. I was just so so happy to see them. I thought the game was over. It's 3 nothing. It's 3 nothing. You got you to gotta get four runs in this game? No. They got three in that inning. And then another five. And I love the way they did it. And so I, you know, you start to think like, why, why can't it be the Brewers? Why can't they be the ones to get hot? Why can't they be the ones to figure it out? The pitching staff, we're, we're getting guys back. Woodruff, Ashby, Peralta, hopefully. So the, the, on paper, this can be a really special and good team. If you just get hot for a couple weeks, that's all it's going to take. So give me those kind of guys. Because there's going to be a time here where, let's say the Brewers don't win anything this year and next. Well, then Hayter's gone. Woodruff and Burns are about to leave you. What are, what are you left with? Would you rather just ride? And this is, you know, you might not be with me on this. You might want to say, let's get as many knocks at the door as possible. That's what Stern says all the time. So let's play it out, see what happens, make a deal, minor deal here. Because in a couple years, it'll be small and Ashby and the outfield will be Freelich and Weimer and you know, Yelich still. I, just, I don't I don't want to get excited for three years down the road. I want to win. I want to win now. You've got, you're in a great position, especially with your pitchers. I just, I don't know what the fascination is in always trying to have knocks on the door. I, I don't, I don't like that. I would much rather, look, I want championships. I would much rather be the Marlins. I would much rather be the Marlins. They won two World Series. They bought them, sold their guys off, did it again. But they've got two World Series championships. Is that not? I mean, they've had some bad years too, some really embarrassing years. Would you? Would you rather be the Marlins or would you rather be the Brewers? I think a lot of us we want this. We want to. We want a competitive team that's always competitive. But then we're as miserable as the Marlins fans are, if not more so. We're miserable. Brewers fans are miserable. We're always upset. We treat every game like it's the Game 7 of the World Series. We exhaust ourselves of it. Because we're always so close, but we're always so far away. Well, let's not be so far away. Let's try to get it done. Let's try to win. That's why if you could tell me right now that they will guarantee losing the World Series, I will take it just to get there. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice for them to get there because you'd know they finally got over the hump and got back there. But at the time, after they lost, no chance anyone would say, oh, yeah, I'm fine with this. It's just there's always going to be prospects. Yeah, this is the time to go all in. I, I I'm surprised that... Some Brewers fans don't want the prospects traded. I mean, this is how baseball operates. When you're good, you trade some of the future, your prospects, and you try to get someone that can help you right now. It's a, 
That's the way it works in any sport. Just baseball's different because these guys that aren't going to play for a couple of years that could develop into something really good get hyped more than some rookies in the NBA or in the NFL. Although Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, watch well, out. Yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. Watch out. But I don't know why when the Brewers have constantly preached the idea, let's have cracks at it, let's have cracks at it, let's have cracks at it. Now they've gotten into the playoffs multiple seasons in a row, first time they've done that in the franchise's history. You've now had the sustained success that you've wanted for so long. Now's the time to say, all right, let's try and win one. Unless you are fine with continuing to be this team that has crack at it after crack at it, but I think your analogy was you're you're playing poker, but you don't have as many chips. Now's the time to go all in. If your idea is that you just want to keep sitting at the table with fewer chips and maybe one time you'll hit big and win it, I guess I can understand that. I, I wouldn't agree with that, but I guess I can understand that. And if that's the case, then don't trade your prospects and just sit, sit where you're at. But when you look at it right now and you say, gosh, I'm just one good hand away from doing it, then wouldn't you want to go get something that you could absolutely put yourself over the top or at least give yourself a better chance in this window where you have what it takes to win a World Series? That's where I'm at. You look at this team right now and you look at the pitching staff. When is the Brewers organization going to have a pitching staff like they have right now again? I, I have no idea when. When, well, when are they going to have a chance? Well, five years like? and we have Small and Nashby. And... Well, you can hope, but what, I don't You got s- it now. You've got everything right now. You've got the chance right now. This is when you go for it. This is when you trade the prospects to get someone to try and win right now. I don't think Brewers fans are used to this sort of place in an organization's uh, contention window. This is when you go for it. This is when you trade those guys, and guess what? Maybe one of them turns out to be a stud, and you look back and say, man, I wish we would have held on to that guy. But if it brings you a World Series or at least a chance at it, you're not going to hate that you gave up that guy and brought in someone else. That's Toby. I'm Bart, 1250 AM, The Fan. Will Giannis win a title in a Milwaukee Bucks uniform? It's hard for me to say that, Jay, considering how loaded the Lakers are. I don't know if you've been watching uh, Taylor Horton Tucker over the last couple days, uh, but it it continues to show the depth that the Lakers have. we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.